Hey everybody, you just dove into the Gene Pool Variety Hour. I'm Sean, your older, smarter, and better looking host. And I'm Connor, the younger, funnier, king-sized co-host, big enough for sharing, guys. Join us as we review random movies, explore the realms of nerddom, and, and chase, chase a, a few chickens. chickens. Hey everybody, this is Sean. Um, welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Gene Pool Variety Hour. The big 2-2, two, two, double deuce. And that's Connor. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. Anyway, so today we're going to just kind of catch up a little bit. Um, Connor had a big trip uh, recently. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Definitely. We actually had some time to um, spend some hours in Borderlands 3. Uh, last time it had come out the day before, so we didn't really feel like we'd given en- had enough time with it. Him hours we- mean more like days. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, we're going to give it a pretty good review today. Uh, and uh, after that, we've got a random movie that that we did, our Roll for Credits. Mm-hmm. That's right. Roll, yep, for, roll credits. for Credits. Roll for Credits. Connor's, Connor's the one that named it. Roll Thank for you. Credits segment. And this week's, uh, or this episode's random movie is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. It was from the cult section of Netflix. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, that. not to confuse anybody, it's not a cult movie it's not a movie about cult it's a cult classic it's a cult classic so to speak now i was a little trip uh a little trepidatious i guess is the right word yeah y'all go ahead and check on that um your word of the day trepidatious (laughs) you know a little a little uh trepidatious about the movie because uh i've had a lot of people talk to me about cult classics that say oh you've got to watch i can't believe you never watched that movie before and i go and watch them and i'm like Wow, it really lost something. Because, like, for example, you haven't seen this movie, but one one movie that uh, I've seen, uh, there's something about Mary. Everybody just raves about how funny that movie is. I finally got around to watching it a while back, and I'm like, yeah, this ain't funny. This is just kind of stupid. And then then people say, oh yeah, it's kind of the humor's kind of lost its funniness over you know humor over the last twenty years or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, it just wasn't funny. Um, so anyway, so I was a little. Trepidatious, and there goes our uh, sound-dampening blanket. <laughs> so if we have a little bit more echo the rest of the episode, sorry about that. Uh, we can try to fix that another time. We are moving I from think, room to room to figure out what is the best place. I feel like it would be best if we added a third. Um, a, a third. A third hook? Just Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Yeah, I know. Um, we just frantically were putting it together like we do pretty much everything. And Yep. So, that's the plan for today. Um, I do apologize if the sound is a little bit more echoey. So, uh, Connor, n- note to yourself, um, be a little bit closer to your mic the rest of the episode. Echo, 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 echo. Uh, there's Connor's humor. Um, yep. So, anyway. Stupid. So, I do, ap- I do apologize about the quality if that's a problem uh, as we go. As far as catching up, um, Connor, this past weekend... Uh, what, Went on a really big trip. It was a lot of firsts for a lot of things. Um, so may I? So yeah, go ahead. You you tell it, and then I'll fill in blanks with questions and stuff. Because you know, there's kind of a serious side of this conversation as well. But so go ahead. So so this past weekend, I went and visited my longtime friend for six years, and now turned girlfriend, Nikki, in Ohio. It was an amazing trip. It was it was my first time flying. It was my first time meeting someone I met over the internet. Yes, yes, I met her over the internet. Had um back back when 
Google Plus was still a thing. Yeah, there you go. Google yeah. Plus. It was a good thing for a while until they got Google's hacked. version of Facebook until it died. It did turn into kind of a Facebook for geeks, though. Oh, yeah. That really was did. fun. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so, so yeah. Um, it was my first time flying solo on a plane. Um, actually, it was my first time flying on a plane at all as an adult. Um, less, it was the time. first time you flying on a plane that you can actually remember. That's how I remember a couple of times when I when I was three or four, mainly because I was watching Tom and Jerry at the time and drinking orange juice. Oh, okay. I don't know why I don't know why that specific memory stuck in my head, but it is, and will be till the day I die. Apparently, Connor, the king of random. Yes, I am. So I spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and basically all of Monday. Um, um, at um, at her place, her parents allowed me to um, to to stay in their in their home, so um, so that I wouldn't have to spend so much money on a hotel room. Um, now to clarify, um, Connor's twenty three, and the reason why um, Nikki wanted him to fly out this was her twenty first birthday, so mm-hmm. that's why he went up was for her twenty first birthday. Yep. Uh, Amanda and James, if you hear this, thank you again for um for letting me stay in your home. So. Just to give you a rundown of how Nikki is, she is the memeiest girl who has ever memed, and that is and that is what I love about her. She is dorky, she is geeky, she is nerdy, she's a fellow otaku, she loves everything I love, and, and she's introduced me to, to a couple things that I now love. Like, like the last episode I talked about Steven Universe, I did not like Steven Universe until she introduced me to it. Right, you talked about that last time. I did? You know, yeah, you did. Crap. Remember? I said, you remember the the whole movie review that I had nothing to do with? I know. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't even remember what we talk about from no, um, episode um, to episode. I, so, I remember the movie review. Uh, um, I, just don't, I just don't remember saying that Nikki is the one who introduced me to it. Yep. Okay. So, uh, you know, one of the things that, that drew them together, this is from the dad's outside point of view. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm dad. He's my son, by the way, if you guys didn't know that already, um, is that they have a lot of similar interests and that's one of the that's one of the things that's been a struggle as a parent uh for connor or you know any anybody on the spectrum uh that high school is tough to fit in uh as it is anyway and if you're especially on the- down here in the south where um where where literally everyone all they focus on is football and farming no but anyway at, at um, troop they did well anyway yeah so that was what was cool for us is that, you know, he did find someone that has much more similar interests to him and was able to connect. That's one of the reasons why we like Dragon Con so much is because, you know, we, we basically walk in the front door and he just cl- throws his head back and goes, My people! And then runs off. So um, so that was good f- from a parent point of view is to see him connect with somebody. And it's been a long term. They've known each other, like you said, for six years. Uh, now, being old school... You know, his mom and I are, have been very, very reluctant about this relationship simply because of the whole they only met online thing, and that's just something that we're not used to. It's the culture with this whole generation, and we don't get it. You're so more we used were, to it, had given your um, had given your Xbox Live friends. You yeah, know? The, true, um, but still, we're old school. Of course. And so we had a lot of trepidation about that, but we were happy for him to go. Uh, a lot of really trepidation, cool. apparently. A lot of trepidation this episode. It's the uh, no. trepidation episode. Uh, sounds like a, you know, on a special episode of... Sorry, that's an old after-school special thing. <laughs> but 
so so that was that was important for us to for him to be able to do that um, and move forward in this relationship. I mean, yeah, it's a long way off for us, and so that was something else that was new. Connor had to do a lot of new things, you know, on his own, and so that mm-hmm. was also a big step. Yeah. So so what all y'all do? Well, let's see. I don't need complete play by play. Remember, just just the I facts, know, ma'am. Just I the know, facts, Dad. Ma'am. Well, let's see. He um on Friday it was basically just um just a big hole. We um we spent the entire day hugging and just excited we were actually um together. Just just very chill. Um, let's see. Then that Saturday that was her birthday and and we basically just just hung out at, at her place, had pizza, cake. Oh um I, I did bring bring a card game called Expedition, and. And um, for those of you who don't know, it's basically it's basically D and D in um, boiled down to its simplest form. Use um, it's like a card cards. based game, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, think um, think Cards Against Humanity, but D and D. No. Yes, it, um, in well, a sense. The other thing, the other thing is, it's the kind of game the way it's designed. You can play by yourself. And just run it by yourself, and and because it's random card draw, so you don't know what's going to happen. But so. that's never fun. No, but I'm saying it's one of those kind of games where you can play one people, one person, two people, three people. You know, you can do the whole thing. So, so it was a good game for him to take, and it's easy to pack. <laughs> oh yeah. So after after we went through through the the tutorial stuff, it was um it was me as as the um as the DM, I guess um, um the game master. And um and then it was Nikki, her dad, her grandfather, and her brother, all of us playing together, and and they had some fun. There were some hilarious antics between between their characters and NPCs. Had the but, game in? Had they beat the final boss? Oh, they beat the final boss in the most odd way possible. So James, that's Nikki's dad, he shot two arrows at the at the boss. And um, and then he asked if um, if he could choose where the arrows landed. Um, um I, I told him to, to to make a quick roll with his dice, and he got a nat twenty. Um, and so he chose where they landed, and they landed in the boss enemy's nips. Um, uh, um, and then Nick, also known as nipples. Yes, nipples. I was just trying to be <laughs> funny, Dad. That they they know what I mean when I say nips. Um, and then Nikki uh, um, decided to jump onto the bandwagon, and she had an item that allowed her to use to use um to use um electric energy. So basically, she cast a lightning bolt at the two arrows stuck in in the boss enemy's nipples, and that was enough to kill it. So basically, he, um, it, um, it, it was some masochist's wet dream the way he died. Clear. Exactly. <laughs> so. literally, um, literally turned into basically ash right in front of him. It was hilarious. So anyway, so and then you guys went to the zoo, right? Yep, yep. Um, at, at the zoo, um, Columbus, Ohio Zoo, um, is the largest zoo in the U.S. And I have to say, go figure, walking, right? I know, my um, Columbus, Ohio. But anyway, um, um, and from walking it myself, I'm like, yes, it's big. That's what she said. Um, uh, um, it, it took us, um, we were there for at least five hours and we didn't even get to see the entire thing. It, um, it was that expansive. Let's see. And then while at the zoo, um, oh, Nikki loves giraffes. So, um, so, so she got to feed, um, the giraffes and that was just 
totally adorable watching her fangirl over this long-necked animal. Um, let's see. And then on... And that was Sunday. And then on Monday, uh, before um, uh, before I went home, we went to Build-A-Bear. And apparently it's, um, it's this big um, internet fad where... Where the boyfriend and girlfriend, or um, or or the partners out there, um, go to build a bear, and they design bears um, designed after each other. So so me and Nikki um got a couple. Um, I designed a bunny after her uh, because that's one of my nicknames for bunny, and she Aww. designed yeah. And I designed, and she designed a bear after me because let's be honest, she's she is five foot two, and I'm six foot one. Um, uh, I'm basically a bear compared to her and already. Big as a bear, exactly. <laughs> so um, so that was fun. Um, and um, and now we have each other's stuffed animals, and it's like a, it's like a physical connection between each other. Um, over all this long distance, and it really helps. So this is life with. A child on as uh, with Aspergers. Um, before when we were doing pre-production, I kept saying, "Okay, when we talk about your trip, just just the highlights. We're not going to go into and details." And I did give the highlights, and 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 then we we went into a lot more detail because that's just that's just how you think. Like like the first season of these of these episodes that we did, you know, when we would do the movie reviews, you know, it's the same thing, and so it, it's just how it is, and and. Um, it it can create difficulty socially sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, the cool thing about you know being at Dragon Con is pretty much everybody's like that because everybody has their area of, of of nerddom that they absolutely love, and so everybody will go on forever about it, and everybody's used to that. That's that's not a big deal, right? And it wasn't a big deal for for Connor at at, at their house because her entire they all... family is basically like me. They're um they're nerds, you know. I'm... Our and, entire family, it's and awesome. you know, and Connor and I are like this in our family, but nobody else in our family is into the nerd culture, so they just they kind of don't get it. <laughs> and uh, Mitchell kind of gets it. Who Mitchell? Yeah, Mitchell is my youngest son, and he's high functioning autistic, so he kind of gets it. But he's also he's, because he's high functioning autism autistic, he really could care less whether he talks to us or not. Of course. So, <laughs> so even though he gets it, he doesn't really engage or interact with us about it. Mm. So, um. But yeah, some of the funny, some of the frustrating things was, I mean, Connor had to do the the flight, but uh, we had made uh, car reservations for him, and Connor used his debit card and yeah. find out when he gets there, you can't use a debit card, so they wouldn't rent him the car because he I didn't have a credit card. Agents, I went to several agencies. Um, um, it's just it was so frustrating because because I had the money both um both on my card and in cash. I it, it could easily just just have flipped out out a couple hundred bucks to um to get the car, but. But they're like, no, it's it's against our policy. He, where 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 do you, you're gonna seal the car? So and I'm you like, can't well, use cash in this country anymore. It's weird. I know. It is weird. And so so that ended up being a hundred and thirty dollars round trip for Uber to that. Yeah. <laughs> there and back. But anyway, yeah. uh, overall, it was it, it was a really good trip. We were happy to see him go. I mean, uh, according to Connor, his ultimate plan is to move up there. So with her, with her. Yep. But. That's a little ways off. We've got other of things course. that's got to be taken care of first. But as a parent, um, if anybody ever's ever listened to this, if anybody ever listens to this, and People you happen listen. to, and you happen to be a parent of a child uh, on the spectrum, um, we understand the frustration and we understand the, the small joys, the things that other people take for granted, that are huge wins for us. Um, and this was a huge win for Connor and a huge win for 
for us to see that that next step towards that. Um, so that was kind of what's been going on since last time we uh, got together here for, uh, at the gene pool. So you had um, some questions too, right? To have some questions. Well, no, I mean you kind of covered everything because you covered everything. <laughs> but how did it make you feel, or how did you feel rather? accomplishing all that and doing all of that and going on your own i mean how was that for you honestly um no i want you to lie no (laughs) (laughs) don't throw dice dice at me don't throw dice at me (laughs) he has a chalice full of dice sitting in front of him though the holy grail of dice uh anyway um i felt i felt like um well, in the past, I've always had trouble being being mature and and doing the right thing, and um and just basically um at its core being a failure. Um, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I failed at a lot of things, but but doing this. Um, now, let, let me clarify on that, okay? Um, Connor says that a lot about he fails a lot of things, and and you've never really. Failed at something that you've honestly tried and put your full effort into. It's more not the motivation to fully dive into what you're asked or plan to do, whether it be a healthy lifestyle, exercise, school, whatever it might be. It's not a failure. A- it's a- a- the I, things I, that I really matter that you, in life. And I hate that you use that term because that 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 implies that you put forth your best effort and just couldn't do it. And that's not the case. You know when. You know, we've seen over the years that when he can put his full force behind something, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. He wrote a 450-page manuscript novel in high school, you know. Um, and so got rejected, I mean, but still. Because you were a 16-year-old Aspie ADHD kid writing a novel. What did you expect? <laughs> I mean, Stephen King spent years It would be on published. par with J.R.R. Tolkien. And, and, that, and that's why you got so upset when you got the review... <laughs> Um, because that's what you thought. You thought, they're going to love it, they're going to publish it, I'm going to get rich, I'm going to be an author. And, and writing is a, is, is a pain in the you-know-what. So Anyway, so, so... It actually took me a couple of years to, um, to, to finally muster up the courage and, and, read, and read the evaluation yeah. um, in, um, in its entirety. And then as I read it, she, um, um, the woman who, who did evaluate it said that I had a lot of promise, um, and, and a lot more promise than... Um, than than, than most of her other clients at that time. So, which was good feedback, and there's a lot of critical feedback. But anyway, we're, we're, we're chasing a chicken here. That was, that was about a five-pounder. What do you think? Yeah, probably. Uh, but anyway, the, the point we're trying to make is this trip, I uh, hope, helped with some of that feeling of failure that you can't do things because you can. You made the reservation. You, you, you did all that. I mean, I helped you. I was there to help you when you had questions, but you did all of it on your own. You traveled on your own. You did all that. And so I'm hoping... That that will give my son um, some motivation, my and, son. and some courage to, to 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 stretch further on that with other things in life. So, yeah, definitely. So anyway, so that's kind of got kind of serious there for a minute. Sorry about that, everybody. That's not our plan. But but anyway, let so, me tell you a joke. I don't oh, have a joke, dude. This entire podcast is a joke. Okay, <laughs> it's one long joke. Okay, we're twenty minutes in, and we haven't even started talking about this other stuff. So let's do that. Um, it's a joke, and we're the punchline. So one of the things that we really wanted to talk about today, because we really love games, and one love of our favorite, death. one of our favorite series 
just had a new release, Borderlands 3. And I know you guys, whoever's listening to this, you guys know about Borderlands 3. You know the whole thing, the looter shooter. And, and if that. you don't know it, you're dead to us. No, we're no, no, because we have so few view- viewers anyway. We don't want to alienate any our viewers, listeners. We don't want to alienate them. Viewers, so, listeners, so audience. We love you whether you like Borderlands or not. We accept all of he you. He does. Okay. So send all of your hate mail to me, Connor at. So anyway, I'm just joking, guys. So, all right. So the premise is it's a looter shooter, you know, and it's first person shooter. It's got a good it's sense a looter of humor. shooter. What? Oh, oh. Um, uh, the game is a looter shooter. It. That's what they call it. It's a looter that, shooter. That gun that uh, that gun yes, is, is the looter the shooter. Gun, the no, gun, no. gun. I know, I know. But anyway, so we wanted to spend some time talking about it. What we liked, what we didn't like. Um, I I'm a huge fanboy for the Borderlands series. Have always been that. Just asking my friends. Um, but my I have some negative opinions of the game too. So I'm not fanboying here. Um, but I want to hear Connor's side first. So, so what do you think of the game so far? I mean, you're you're like what level 37, 30, 40, no, 40. actually. I'm so 40. he's hit level forty. I think fifty is the max. So you're almost at, at max level. I know. Oh, uh, man, but you awesome. haven't finished the main story yet, right? Um, I'm very close actually. I'm, sure I'm you probably very are. close. I'm sure you so, probably are. So anyway, so so thoughts. So me and Dad play very differently. I play for the story for um and, and for the characters and for the campaign itself. My dad plays plays um and the things he mainly focuses on are um are are the play style, the mechanics, the look, the feel. Well, when I'm reviewing, yes. On honestly, he when I play, it could be two bit for all I care. But but if the story is good. I will play that thing over and over and over again. I don't even know if Pong was two bit. <laughs> what would be what would be two bit, everybody? What would be a two bit graphic bit. game? Uh, sorry, eight bit. You 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 guys know what eight I mean, bit. okay? Yeah, yeah. So, so Pong maybe like four bit, I think. I will huck dice at so you. So all you of. video game historians out there, let us know. Is it is it what is it? Is it was it two bit? Is, is Pong two bit, four bit? Eight bit, ten bit, six bit, a dollar. <laughs> Two Boy. bits. I don't know where he was going with that. Anyway, so shaver and haircut. Two bits. How about you tell us about your thoughts about the game? Well, well, let's see. He um um the main class I played is the Beastmaster, and because honestly, I've always been an animal lover, and finally, finally, there was an actual thing I could play where I had animals to, to to actually go out and say fight that thing and they went out and fought that thing it was awesome um i um i used to mainly focus on on the skag tree i don't remember the exact names of, uh, of the trees i just re- i just remember the pets that um the, that are with those trees and the skag tree was very very good very um they're very expansive um um in its skill set but then I went over and tried the spider ant tree, and oh my gosh, it was a freaking game changer. So, so the thing that I love most about the game is the story. Is this new expansion of where pe- of where these people went after Borderlands Two, after after Lilith found um found uh, the actual vault map in the key, um how how they moved on after Handsome Jack, and just all of this. It, I loved every second of it. Oh, and Tiny Tina. I love Tiny... She's not Tiny anymore. She's still called Tiny Tina. She will always be Tiny Tina. Fight me. Um, I, I've always... what they say in the game. 
I'm glaring at my dad right now for correcting me. Anyway, um, I've always loved Tina, if you want to be correct. Um, and I've, I've always loved her randomness, her personality, because let's be honest, um, if you're on the spectrum, you recognize other people on the spectrum, and Tiny Tina is on the spectrum, let's be honest. Um, and just the way they, um, they aged her, they did it perfectly, in my opinion. They, um, they, they made her combat ready, um, they made her smarter, they gave her a better backstory as she grew up. I loved it to death. Um, and then let's see, what else? Oh, the guns! The guns and, and how they edited them to, to make them more expansive and, and more, more widely diverse. Um, the switch modes, um, the new styles of guns. I just, I love everything about the game. I have no bad notes whatsoever. Nothing at all is bad about this game. You will love it if you play it, um, even if you never play shooters. Over to Dad. Who, who's going to shoot me down? Wait, so that's all you got to say about the game? Yeah. Oh, that was pretty quick. I I'm don't want to spoil story elements I'm over for here you. Doing some 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 production stuff. So um, so look, it, I've loved the series since the very first one. The only one I didn't really like was the pre sequel, which I didn't like the whole moon thing. Um, and you it just, never and, even and finished one, it. I, I did. I, I tried it and I just couldn't get into it. And 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 that was the that was the general feeling for most of the Borderlands fans that that was by far the weakest of all of them. Um, weakest, yes. I still liked playing it just um, just, um, just to get some some background on the story of how Handsome Jack just suddenly came up out of nowhere. Okay. Anyway, um, so obviously I've been waiting for this next game in this in the series for a long time, and and couldn't wait, and pre-ordered it, and was downloading it as soon as I could, um, and loved the game. I, I I truly do love the game. Um, I think the storyline's kind of interesting. Uh, the 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 bad guys the the Calypso twins are super annoying, but that's why that's they're designed to be that way. Um, I don't think they're as funny as Handsome Jack is. I think uh, as I as, think they're more funny actually. Mm, well, I don't know. I think that they're, they're a caricature of like your your obnoxious uh, YouTube streamers, you know, oh, kind of people. That's another thing I um I'm in love about the game. In the past, has um. Both both game well, actually all, all all three games one two and pre sequel, um the main bad guy I um was always part of some kind of major corporation you know um you know um Atlas Hyperion and um and Malawan Jacobs exactly but in this game it is the bandits that are the bad guys um and let's be honest on Pandora. The, they are who you always fight, the bandits. So, so, so it's good to finally have a, a totally corporate free agenda. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I say that a lot. So anyway, apologize, guys. Uh, I almost did it again. So in the in, in the game, the 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 good things about the game are one. I think the storyline is good so far. I'm not as far along as Connor is, but I think the storyline is good. I think it gives us a, a, a pretty good variety of missions. Uh, you're not kind of doing He's the same thing over and over. Okay, so I let you talk. Now you're going to let me talk, right? You're right. I'm sorry. There you go. To finish my train of thought, the storyline is good. It's the, the, the missions are, are varied, and um, 
you're not kind of doing the same thing over and over and over. Now, with some of the crew challenges, like Zero, his crew challenges are take out bad guys. You know, they're, so each crew member, when you do some of their challenges, it's, they're kind of doing the same thing for them. But the overall missions are, are, are a little varied, so that, that's good. The um, quality of life improvements that they made in the game uh, it was fantastic. One being that when you finish, for most missions, when you finish the mission, you get the reward. You get mission completed. You get your whatever weapon or whatever reward you get, whatever cash you're going to get, whatever XP you're going to get. It's, you know, whereas all the other games, it's like, okay, I finished the mission. Now I have to travel all the way back across the planet to the one guy that I got to talk to to finish the mission. It's not like that in here. So, you know, it's like they, you have a communicator and they're talking to you. And so as soon as you finish the mission, they give you the credits for completing the mission. So that saves a lot of time in the game of just back and forth. Saves a lot of time. The other thing that is another huge quality of life improvement is you can pretty much fast travel from anywhere. Yes, you still have specific fast travel stations, but you don't have to be, you don't have to travel from a fast travel station to another fast travel station. You can just fast travel from anywhere. Again, huge time saver. Um, so you can just stay in the action and keep moving and completing missions. You're not spending so much time driving here, walking there, running there, jumping there, like you did in the other games. And so that speeds things up a little bit. So you're always going, you're always in action doing something. Talk about the vehicles. Oh, the vehicles are really cool too. Um, now, I've only done, I only stick with the Cyclone, the one-wheel vehicle. Same here. That's ac- absolutely my favorite. And then they have, what are the other ones that they have? Um, the, one is just the, the regular. Um, the Outrunner and um, and then the, the Bandit Technical. Yeah, and so, you know, those are um, vehicles that, were, that have always been used. Yeah. Uh, well, now, one of them, the first one you get on Pandora is more like, almost like a dune buggy. You know, it's very mm-hmm. maneuverable. Um, so that one's not bad. That but, is the Outrunner. Yeah, that, okay, that's the Outrunner. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's not bad, but the Cyclone is the one-wheel ve- one-wheeled vehicle, and it is by far the best. It's the most fun to drive. It's, mo- it's more agile than the rest of them. So... That helps you get around pretty good. Um, it's um, it's not as good, good combat capable since since it's only got the one set of guns and and both of the other vehicles have um have have the front machine guns and um and then other flinger the heavy, weapon. right, right. But it counterbalances because it's so maneuverable. You can get out of the way of that so much easier. True. So some of the other things that I really liked about the game are the customization options. There's a oh, lot yeah. more customization in this game than the than the other ones. The other ones basically you could wear skin and you could get heads. That's yes. it. Um, here um, you can put you can earn or find skins for your echo device, um, your guns. which I don't use. That skins for your guns, which is great because you can make your guns look however you want them to. Sight trinkets too. You can find trinkets that that hang on your your gun. And, and for those of you that play Rainbow Six Siege, it's that kind of thing. It's like trinkets that just dangle on your guns, and you can buy them, and you can customize them that way. So your guns are really customizable. You're, not in terms of their functionality, just their look. Uh, you have a lot more um, different skins to choose from, and you can even, when you pick a skin, you can then go in and edit the colors of that skin. So you can, if you know, like right now, I'm, uh, I'm doing Zane, by the way. Um, because I think he's because you get to use two of his three skills at one at the same time, whereas everybody else can only use one at a time. True. Um, so I think he's great for playing solo. So, so I I think um, 
That is right. Zane is able to, to use two action skills at the same time, and he said he said he's the only character to, to do that. I kind of disagree because if you play Flack, if you play the Beastmaster, um, if you count his actual pet as a continuous action skill in and of itself, um, and then his regular action skill, um, is um he he's also able to use two at the same time since since the pet is always around and is always fighting unless it yeah. dies. Right. Okay. So, that's so that's why opinion. I was using Zane. So, so, like right now, Zane has got the American flag skin. So he's all decked out in stars and stripes, and I'm wearing I'm wearing but the he's Scottish. But I'm wearing the and I'm wearing the top hat. Well, you know what? Craig Ferguson is from Scotland, and he he um um he's an American citizen now, and he loves Last America. Name? Craig Ferguson. He's the talk like late night talk show host. Not not anymore, but he used to be. Oh, a yeah, late night talk. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah anyway, so you can be Scott. You can be from Scotland and still love America. Anyway, so he's got the he's got the the American flag skin, but then I'm also got him wearing a huge top hat with horns hanging out, and it's and it's also it's skinned the. So he's like he's all basically patriotic. demonic um, Uncle Sam, kinda Pandora's Uncle Sam. Yeah, with a Scottish accent. So, <laughs> so okay, that's pretty awesome. So there's Not a lot of customiz- customizable things in the game, and and so that's really cool because I'm all about that. I love doing that. That's why I liked all the mods in Skyrim and all that kind of stuff. So those are the things that I really like about the game. Hold on. Um, and and just again, it's more of the same Borderlands, but. You can't go wrong with more of the same. Um, they did, but they added enough variety into it to where it doesn't feel like you're playing the exact same same exact same game again and again and again. So Connor I don't mind wants, that. Connor wants to interject here. Um, um, a fun thing that I noticed um, about the skin customization option with the Beastmaster, you um, um, the skin you have is then copied onto your pet. Um, and, um, and, and so the color scheme you choose. Your pet has the same kind of color scheme, and I think that's really cool. Cool. Uh, so, but now let me get to some things that I didn't like, that I don't like about the game. Uh, so, I'm not fanboying and saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, it's pretty I good, am. but it's not that. Um, so, one of the things that that is a quirk to me, and and I, I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it, but it's the graphics. Um, it's still the cel shaded graphics, like all the other games. But it seems like a different quality of the cell shading, um, and it, it, maybe it's not so much the graphics in terms of the color schemes, um, but more the the character models, especially for all the animated things. You know, the the the, the people um, and all the animals and, and monsters in the game. There's almost a cartoony look to all of them, in their in their animation and just the look of their model itself. Um. Which I don't know, just kind of gives this weird dichotomous feel to the game. It's like, okay, I'm playing with a bunch of cartoon characters, but I'm blowing heads off and exploding in bloody guts and stuff. So it, it it's just a weird kind of something just doesn't match here to me. Um, I mean, it doesn't detract from the fun of the game and, and and the enjoyment that I have playing the game, but it just seems like the graphics don't quite fit to me. Um, and I know Connor's disagree because we were talking about this earlier. Uh, he thinks it's just fine, but that's something that just kind of makes my head turn sideways sometimes, especially with some of the models. Uh, they just look like cartoon characters. I mean, like some of the some of the animals on Eden Six that you have to some of the monsters out there that you have to kill. They look like cuddly little, you know, um, cartoon characters, and they're killing you. They're shooting you, and they're burning you up, and they're throwing acid at you and killing you, and you have to shoot them. So it just feels weird. Um, and then the other thing that really bothers me is the controls um 
the controls feel squishy to me. Um, and I don't know if you guys know what I mean by that. They just don't feel as tight. So, like, if you start moving and you stop moving, your character still moves another split second longer. Okay? So, it's like there's, it's like momentum carries it a little bit longer. And that just feels weird to me because the other games, are the controls have always been really tight. Also, when you're, like, strafing or you're, like, tracking a, an enemy and you start moving with, with, with the stick and, and, and your sight starts going at a certain speed, then all of a sudden it slowly speeds up and it starts going really fast. So it's not it's not an even turn, an even speed of turn, and so then you, a lot of times you overshoot what you're trying to aim at and have to come back, and so it just to me it creates a little bit of a wonky control feel. Um, in the settings, you can go in and change like dead zones and and sensitivity and all that, um, even more so than some other games. And I messed with it for half hour to an hour, and it only made things worse every time I no matter what I did. So I just had to leave it at the default, and I've just gotten used to it now. But um, I definitely think if they can go in and you know tighten up the controls a little bit with an update would make the game, in my opinion, a whole lot better. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep playing it and I'm not going to play the crap out of it when I play. Um, but those are just some, some things that I think could improve it and get it from like the 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 game to the 10 out of 10 game, in my opinion. So anyway, so that's 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 pretty much all I got to say about uh, about Borderlands Three. I mean, it's it's more Borderlands, and it's it's some of the same characters that you've um, interacted with before. They're not playable characters, but you have a lot of the characters from the other games that are in this game, um, and they interact with you, and they give you side missions, and they might follow along with you for certain missions. So the gang is all still there. So that's really cool. All right, so that's like I said, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about Borderlands Three. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend you play the game. I have some friends that are probably going to not play it, um, and they have their reasons why. I don't know what the reasons are, and um, some may rent it or, or gamefly it or wait till it's cheaper. I mean, that's cool. Um, and they have games that they'll buy the second it comes out that I won't. So, I mean, it's just difference in taste. But um, as far as a shooter goes um, and the variety of weapons that you get, um, you can't you can't pass it up. There's, there, there's nothing out there remotely like it. Um, Destiny is great. The whole Destiny series is great. It's a lot more serious of a shooter, um, but it has a lot of customization options as well, a lot of different kind of weapons, but you don't have the billions and billions of different types of guns and the hilarity that ensues with some of these guns. I mean, the, the second that some of my friends heard that there was a, uh, a bazooka that shoots hamburgers, their, their quote was their interest in the game shot up by 200%. <laughs> So, you know, you miss out on a lot of the humor if you don't play the game. So if you haven't played it, play it. Rent it. Steal it. No, don't steal it. Sorry. Um, borrow it. Beg it. Um, Pillage it. Or buy it. it. Pillage and, it. And, and I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it, what you guys think about it once you play it. But that's pretty much our review on Borderlands, right? Yeah, okay. basically it. All right, so last thing we're going to do... Today is we're going to talk about our uh, Roll for Credits uh, movie called uh, Lock, Stock, and Two, Two Smoking, Smoking Barrels. Barrels. And I'm going to pull up the data that I've got on that because I actually was doing some of that while you were talking a while ago, as much as you were talking. Anyway. <laughs> I like to talk. Even though I have a stutter, no, I do like to talk. really? So, it, look, cut to the chase. We both loved this movie. This was hilarious. Movie. Yeah, it was an awesome movie. Um, so the, it was a movie from 1998. So kind of an older movie 
well, not old movie, but older for for some people. Um, and it was the director was Guy Ritchie, years. and I, I know the name Guy Ritchie. I don't know much about Guy Ritchie, and I'm sure some people are going to shoot me for not knowing more about Guy Ritchie. Um, I think it's pronounced like, Guy. Seems like the only or whatever. I don't. I don't think so. I think the only. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but for some reason, I want to. I want to say that he was married to Madonna for a while or something. Who? I don't. Was so people answer that question for me. Was 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 he ever married to Madonna or was it some other Richie guy that was married to Madonna? But some anyway. And see, my son, my 23 year old son, is like, who's Madonna? Right. I know the name. I see? don't know the person. See. See, he doesn't even know who Madonna is. Again, I've raised my child wrong. <laughs> now, I'm not a huge Madonna fan, but how can you not know who Madonna is? Again, I know the name, name just um, just by association. I've never heard any of her stuff. All right, so quick, um, quick plot. There's these four guys, um, and they're they're wanting to get into a card game, and it's a hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's a British movie, so they say a hundred thousand pounds. So a hundred thousand pounds to get into this into this card game. Um, quid. Whatever, Connor. I don't need. So they so they they each put in twenty five thousand dollars, and one of their one of the four who's really good at reading reactions, he's the one that's going to play in the card game, and it's like some, you know, crime underlord, you know, Hatchet Harry is running the show, and of course, by the way, Hatchet Harry is also known as the Porn King, uh, in the movie because he has Harry's um, porn, Harry's sex shop, Harry's sex shop, um, and frequently there are scenes. Um, of his secondhand man talking to Harry, and Harry sitting in his desk, and his desk is literally, literally littered with dildos and vibrators. And at one point, he's sitting with his feet up, and there's like a jelly field or, or whatever um, um, sticker stuck to the bottom of his shoe. I mean, that's the kind of the detail they went into to, to just show how skanky a dude this guy is. So they go first into the, time we see him, he's he's holding a freaking studded spanker from any um um. And he's asking his right-hand man, Barry, um, how this looks. It's, anyway. it's just that, that's how nonchalant he is about this. So they go into the card game, and the Harry's cheating. He's got somebody that's got a camera. Barry. His second-hand man, Barry, is, Barry's is cheating, got a camera. And so they cheat and built um, – what was the guy that, that played the cards for the four – what was his name again? Ed. Ed. So Ed is playing the card game, Ed, yeah. and he got cleaned out, and he got suckered into betting – 500,000. 500,000 pounds, which he didn't have. Harry loaned him the 500,000 to finish the game so he could beat him at the 500,000 so that Harry could then say, you owe me $500,000 or 500,000 pounds by the end of the week. So the whole movie is these guys trying to come up with that money. And there are several different plot lines going on all at once. There, Yeah, there's virtually... there. No, there's not a single person in the movie that is not a criminal in some in some fashion. Even... Even the the, the 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 muscle guy has a son who's like ten or eleven years old. He's just as bad of a criminal as the rest of them. I mean, everybody in the movie is a criminal. He, it, um, he never does anything. He's but, merely a witness. But cr- criminal in a funny way. Yeah. So you got these four guys trying to get money. Next door, they can hear through, and they're trying to steal some stuff. Then you've got this other set of four dudes who are just like weed smoking, weed growing. Dopeheads. Dopeheads. And then you've got this... Um, uh, Af- um, what was his name again? African-American... Uh, what was his character's name? Rory Breaker. Yeah. So Breaker. you got this guy who actually... He's the one that owns all the drugs. The, the, the growers are growing it for him, and the money's his. And so 
they're all trying end up trying to steal from each other. So it is literally like four teams of four all going after the same pot, not knowing who's doing what the entire and time. And one team of two. You're right. And and, and who's who owns what stuff they're stealing from? So they're all stealing from each other, who are stealing from the same person. And they, at the in the in the end, they don't even know that the person they're stealing from is the person they're trying to sell the stuff back to. It's the best way I can describe it. Is I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie True Romance with um, uh, Christian Slater, um, and I think it's not Rosanna um, Arquette. It's Arquette, but it's not Rosanna Arquette. It's her little sister. Anyway, that. It's it's almost like a cross between that movie and the Italian Job, okay? Um, both um, both with Jason Satham. True. Well, True Romance wasn't in True Romance. No, wasn't. but no, but the Italian Job oh, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, another yeah. movie. So, if you've seen those movies, think of those two bo- movies um, had a baby. Um, this would be kind of it. And so, it's set in Britain, filmed in Britain, all British actors. So you have that kind of British style of speaking that's constantly going. You know the 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 lingo, the the way they throw curse words out. It's just it's really unique, and just regular dialogue becomes funny. So, this was one of those cult classic movies that does, in my opinion, really hold up because it's 21 years old now, and I think it really does hold up quite well. It's funny. I think it's going to be funny no matter what generation you're in because the humor is not dated. Like say like the um, there's something about Mary humor. It's kind of dated that what was funny at the time then. This is stuff that's just funny all the time. Um, so I have a lot of notes, but I'm gonna let Connor talk for a few minutes. Well, well, the the, the thing that I liked about the movie in the end is how every single plot line was finished. There um there's no unanswered question. There's um there's no what if. Um everything. Everything that happens in the movie comes to one final finale, and I just that is very satisfying to me. Be um, it was, I love when everything is tied up into a nice little bow. It just really, really makes me go like, ah. Yeah, I mean, I I typically like movies that 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 tie everything up in a bow at the end too. Um, I thought that the movie we reviewed last week, our last episode, I thought that did it pretty well. No, it uh, didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's dead. That's pretty much tied things up. How I do think. they get the powers? That's what I want to oh, know. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, what caused the friggin' okay. lightning strike that gave him the powers? That's what I want to know. So Connor says that all the storylines are tied up really neatly in this movie, but I think he's forgetting the huge cliffhanger at the end, literally bridge hanger at the end. Um, so this, the movie literally ends, and I'm not going to take Anyway, a guy is holding on a bridge phone in mouth with a phone in his mouth as it's ringing because somebody's trying to call him to tell him something as he's reaching down on the ledge of the bridge to pick up something that they had stolen that they found out was valuable he's trying to throw it away because they told him to throw it away and and he's trying to get it and they're trying to call him to say don't throw it away because it's valuable let's keep it and sell it and so the scene ends with him holding onto the bridge reaching down for the uh, and holding on to the package that he had with his phone in his mouth ringing and he can't let go of anything and that's how the movie ends. So it's a huge cliffhanger at the end. I choose. <laughs> I choose to think. Think they um they took those items back to the bar and they sold them and they split the money. I'm choosing so, to believe that. So you choose to tie it up in your own. Yes. Head. Yes. Okay, and so I will the not movie, have you ruin it for me. No, but it, it it did generally kind of tie things up. And and even though every single basically everyone died, that's how they tied it up. Well, except for our guys, you know. 
pretty much every single person in the movie was a criminal in some fashion, but the guys that are the main characters, the protagonists through the movie, yes, they're bad guys just like the rest um, of them, but they're like the they're almost Ed, like the soap, bacon, and skinny Tom. Yeah, and they're and I would never remember that. Connor remembers that kind of stuff. They're the lovable criminals in the movie, so that you kind of root for them through the whole movie, even though they're they're cheating and stealing and robbing everybody else. That you know, just like everybody else. The only difference is they didn't kill anybody. No, they didn't. Yeah, they're the. They're, I think they're the they only threatened, ones. Threatened. Yeah, I think they're they the only ones that never killed anybody. And there's just some random things that happen in the movie. Uh, <laughs> at one point, they're walking into a bar, into Ed's dad's bar, who was played by Sting, by the way. And as they open the door, a dude is full on in full body flames on fire, screaming, running out of the bar. They look at him, see him run out of the bar. Look at each other, then and walk, walk in the in. bar and go have a beer. And I think they, I think they explain what happened later. We later on. find out, um, find out that guy pissed off of Roy Breaker, who's in the bar, and Roy Breaker literally he took um took the fire extinguisher, left it outside, took um to took a glass of their strongest alcohol, spit on the guy, um took out a lighter and and just and just hucked at him, and the guy went into all-up flames and ran out the door. All all because he turned off the TV. Rory is obsessed with TV. Okay. So, uh, what, what was something else? Oh, uh, Gloria was... Oh, yeah, Gloria. She was, the sa- she was the savior at one point. Yeah. You just have to see the movie and know who Gloria is. Um, you actually forget that she's there for the whole movie, but she's there the entire she's, movie. Um, she but you forget she's there. No, no, no! In. Don't, don't, no, don't tell. Just... I didn't say anything except she literally blends in. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she did literally blend in. Oh, and there's also there's one scene. There's a um, with, there's a an explanation of a past scene. It didn't actually happen in the movie, but there's one there's one death by dildo uh, in the movie. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'll kidding. let you think how that happened. Uh, no, it didn't happen the way you're probably thinking it happened. No, it That's didn't. That's the fun of it, though. No, it didn't happen that way. Um, but, you know, it had, don't know had, what thinking. It had a very 60s style to it. The The movie, the film was kind of grainy. Um, the Everything was kind of gray and just kind of... I don't know, it just had a 60s England feel movie to it. Uh, the music that they used, too. Um, so I really liked it. It would probably play off really well. I haven't seen the original Italian Job, the 69 uh, rendition of the Italian Job in a long time. But I'm guessing it would kind of fall in that kind of style or feel that way. Um, it kind of had the feel of some of those scenes in some of the Austin Powers movies. The I think the second movie where he actually is back in time and it's like back in the 60s England, yeah. you know, when he was in 60s London. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, not the, the slapstick, not, me. not the slack, slapstick funny part of it, but just that whole style. It just kind of had that feel to it, but a little bit grittier. So um, it's a really good movie, and it's, look, it's one of those cult classics. So most of the people listening to this have probably already seen it and probably seen it multiple times. Um, but it was just the movie that randomly showed up in our um, in our rolling for which one we were going to watch this time. So... I guess that's. I mean, that's really all I've got to say about it. Is that it, it's a well done movie. Uh, it's it's hilarious. I think everybody does a great job in it. Um, and I just lo- I just love the dialogue. It's one of those kind of movies where dialogue is 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 full of foul language, but it's 
said in a way that's just funny and it doesn't feel like you're feeling vi- like like you're being violated with the language it's the accents that and, and then it reminds me a lot in terms of the lingo and the dialogue like a british version of harlem nights which is an absolute hilarious movie that every other word is the f bomb that's got but eddie murphy way, right huh that's got eddie murphy right yeah eddie murphy yeah. And, and everybody so uh red fox richard pryor um samuel L. jackson no, no, he's not in it. But that would have uh, been funny. Yeah, that would have been funny. That would have added at least five hundred more f bombs <laughs> with mother in front of it. <laughs> but anyway, so um, it kind of has that kind of feel to it. The language is pretty harsh, but it's done in a way that's just funny. It makes you laugh, um, and so I can't. I I really can't say anything that I didn't like about the movie. To be honest with you, I mean, it's one of those movies where I would definitely go back and watch it again just to have a good laugh. So, have you got any parting shots on that one at all? Apparently not. Kudos to the entire team. That was an awesome movie. I loved it to death. Um, And and it's very rare that I find a movie where I don't have one bad thing to say about it, at least one. But this is one of the movies where I just, I don't. I also loved it. It was awesome. Okay. So there you go. If you haven't seen 1998's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, I would highly recommend going seeing it. So, so we're kind of two for two today. Borderlands 3 and, and that. Oh, yeah. So, very, very um, positive. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're a happy podcast today. Um, um, not so oh. trepidatious, huh? <laughs> well, uh, well, 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 yeah. Not so trepidatious. Not, not as much trepidation at the end as there was at the beginning. We, we should title this episode Trepidatious. A trepidatious episode. Yeah, maybe we should. Anyway, uh, I really don't have anything else to do. I, I think that, I think what Connor wants to do is he wants to roll for what our next movie is going to be, kind of give you guys a, a, a hint. Yeah. Uh, when so you'll know what the movie is when we know what the movie is. So we're going to try to do that. So there might be some dead air that I got to edit out here, but he's going to roll. So typically, what we're going to do is we'll do a high low for to whether it's between Netflix or Amazon. High is Amazon, low is Netflix. Yep. And then we roll a ten-sided dice for one of the ten categories, and then we roll a hundred to pick one of the movies in the list. And yep. there we go. So. All right. So let's roll. All right. All right. So first, first, let's see where we go. All right. So high, low. Um, I've got a three. So we're doing Netflix. Three out of what? Three out of twenty. That's okay. A twenty-sided so, dice. So, so we're doing Netflix, right? Yes. Netflix. All right. So I am pulling up Netflix. All right. So then category. All right. Hey, let's dun, pick dun, dun. category. Just roll a ten-sided dice. Category seven. Seven. Cult again. All eh. Right. We just did a cult one. Let's do, roll it again. All right. I want to do something else. All right. Yeah. So much for random, right? It'll be a random movie. Just three. Three anime, yes anime. <laughs> so Connor's gonna Connor gets his anime, yay! All right, get that anime. All right, now roll. All right, all right, thirty-nine. All right, let's see. If it, and see, sometimes these things don't give us the. I can't pull up the full list. So let's see. What, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Anime features. So number thirty-nine. Yep, 39. So we are going to watch Bleach the Movie, Fade to Black. 
Now wait, well, is um is that um is that the the Netflix original one, one with the live action actors? No, it's, okay. it's anime. It's okay, in good. anime, so all these movies are anime. So awesome. apparently we're going to watch Bleach the movie Fade to Black. I have no clue what that is um, at all. Um, to, um, to give you guys some history on, on Bleach, it's, on, um, it's not one of my favorite animes, but I do know a lot about it. Um, basically, he's, uh, the main character, Ichigo, become, um, becomes a, a soul reaper, and, um, and his main duty is to fight hollows or, or demons to, to protect the world. Okay, there you go. So I guess we're going to watch people fighting demons and stuff. Yep. And um, it's gonna be speaking awesome. in Japanese and having to watch... Subtitles. Subtitles. Yay. My favorite thing. I'm used to it. So, all right. So that's what we're doing. Um, we're going to... Next episode, we're going to watch Bleach the movie off of Netflix. Yep. Yay. Yay. Um, I, have no, I have no idea what else we're going to do. Um, I know we'll do that. We'll figure something else out by the next episode. So I think that's all we got. I think yeah. we've bored you guys enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have to agree so quickly, Connor. You okay. are very boring. Um, who, yeah, that's true. I am Who, who between us brings the, brings the laughs? I don't know. Ask them. I, I'm assuming you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of this. Again, I'm the straight man, um, and you're the comic relief. So... Anyway, you're um you're you're the abbot to my Costello. True, <laughs> we said that last time though. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's it. That's that's all we got. Oh yeah, and, that's it. Um, I will get on this and edit. I think we got a good bit of editing to uh, chunks we got to take out. Um, but uh, we may throw those in at the end. Some bloopers, although yeah, probably not. <laughs> hey, I just noticed that you have. I, I forgot that you had the uh, the Tina figure i forgot that you got that when you picked up your game so so anyway um so we're done that was a little we'll chick. see y'all next time where we will review bleach the movie um and talk about other stuff and probably chase a whole bunch more chickens definitely so yeah. if you like chicken chasing i didn't t- say chicken choking i said chicken chasing clean up your mind um <laughs> So if you want to chase some more chickens with us next time, we'll be here. Uh, same bat station, same bat time. And have fun with you then. So Peace out, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.